Welcome and thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Psychor Water Cooler, the casual conversation podcast dedicated to covering all things related to Psychor, including product updates, implementations, insights, getting the most out of your Psychor investment, and more. I'm your host, John Price, Global Psychor Practice Director and Psychor MVP at AmericanEagle.com. So far in 2023 at the Water Cooler, we have had a large focus touring the Psychor products and their newly formulated composable stack. Today, we're going to continue by visiting the content cloud, specifically XM Cloud. We are joined today by Richard Seal, a longtime Psychor community warrior who has spent many years in the agency life, but is now a partner technical advisor at Psychor. Also joining us is Jared Arnofsky from AmericanGill.com. Jared is a longtime Psychor architect with many years of experience and is currently spearheading XM Cloud projects. Richard, Jared, welcome to the show. Hi there. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Glad you guys are here. So Richard, let's kick off today. Let's start with you. So your current role at Psychor is Partner Technical Advisor. I know this role has kind of existed in the past, has taken many forms, but what does this entail for you today? Yeah, so a Technical Advisor is exactly that. We're here to offer some technical advice, mostly about the new composable suite of products, right? So we're there to help partners get to grips with the new things, XM Cloud, Content Hub One, Cycle Search, Content Hub, um, Discover, all, all of those new products that we've not worked with for very long at all. Our team was really set up at the beginning of last year. And we go in, we do little seminars with partners. Uh, we have regular touch points and meetings with partners, but also uh, we do implementation tracking. So when you have a new project that's using one of our composable projects, you'll be assigned a PTA. And they'll uh, sit with you as we go through the project right from conception through to delivery. So we have regular touch points. We can do things like technical guidance, review architecture choices, and things like that. Very cool. So, yeah, sounds like a huge value. I don't know. We've been working with you in similar PTAs and exactly kind of what you said. I think it's a fantastic idea for Sitecore to be assigning a PTA when a new project is sold or assigned, just so there's that level of collaboration. It's, and it's always good for another set of eyes when you're talking about all these different approaches with Composable. So it's great to hear. And you get to work with Rob Huffstetter, too. Rob's a great guy. So I've known him for many years. Oh, yeah, the best. <laughs> the best. He's going to hear this, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So we'll make sure Rob hears this very specific part. Rob is the best. Um, <laughs> and I know a large, large focus of yours and a large passion of yours is XM Cloud. I mean, it's been a, a great product release. It's, it's very exciting. Rumor is it that you actually helped contribute to maybe the very first XM Cloud project as well that Psycho was showcasing um, at Symposium. But tell us a little bit more about XM Cloud. What is, what is XM Cloud? Yeah, so XM Cloud is the XM that we uh, are used to building in the PaaS or the on-prem world. But now we're hosting that in the cloud. We're hosting that as a SaaS platform for you. And we've taken out the things that really don't make sense for a SaaS platform and for a headless implementation of this. So when we think about the composable world, uh, it doesn't have the XP features like the XDB, XConnect, those personalization and tracking features. We've gone back to the roots of XM being a nice, a good CMS that allows you to compose pages as well. So in, in the headless world, it's a hybrid headless CMS. So it's not just a content repository. It also allows you to compose pages together and build them out. We have a new interface based off the Horizon editor now called uh, Pages. So you can have a, a nice modern UI to build and compose your pages together, create all the content, there is some personalization out of the box, which uses uh, like a, a light version of Cycle Personalize, and you get some analytics. So there's a lot of features that go into XM Cloud 
that you don't necessarily always get with a pure headless CMS. And then for delivery on that, we have Experience Edge, which exposes the content uh, via a CDN network and then a cycle-hosted GraphQL API that you can pull your content out of. We've got the JSS SDK, which then simplifies the build of the uh, head application so that that does all of the GraphQL calls mainly for your pages. And you can then focus on building your, your components uh, and structuring the site and your information architecture. So all of that together really allows you to build XM Cloud. It's a nice, fast way of getting an XM site uh, out to market. Wonderful. You mentioned something very important there is, you know, it is headless, but it's not headless in the sense of like a contentful, right? Because mm -hmm. I think where you lose with like the true headless plays is the ability for content authors and marketers actually edit components, actually be able to move components around and like that pages experience you mentioned. So I think matching is a hybrid is a very important distinction where Sitecore is kind of goes, takes headless, but goes much further with what you can actually do from a marketing and content editor perspective. Yeah, exactly. And if we focus just for a second on existing Sitecore clients, because you know, Sitecore has thousands of legacy clients. When I say legacy, you know, nothing negative in the connotation, but just someone that might be on an on-premise version, whether it's hosted on Azure or their own data center, it doesn't matter, right? I get asked questions every day like, hey, what should we do next? Should we upgrade? Should we migrate to SaaS, move to this new headless model? What, what would you say, Rich? What are, what are some of the major benefits for, for a legacy client and for going the upgrade and maybe you know, going the rebuild route with um, XM Cloud? It's a great question. Um, the short answer is it's going to be, it depends really on the client yep. uh, and what their implementation is. But just going from a from an MVC traditional build, especially if they're on an older version, obviously support is a big thing. If you're uh, on a version that's out of support, you probably want to upgrade those versions anyway. But the one of the big advantages of going from a more traditional MVC world to the headless world is we can take advantage of the more modern technologies like Jamstack and some of the modern JavaScript frameworks, especially we, we really like Next.js because it allows you to build a site that's going to perform really, really well. Um, we have uh, a good hosting partner with Vercel and you don't have to use Vercel, but it, they're a really good option for Next.js. And with that in mind, you get some instant performance gains for your site over a, a more traditional MVC because of things like static site generation and edge functions, serverless functions, things like that are, are always going to help make your site faster than you can probably get it with a, a traditional MVC site. I mean, unless you fronted that with a CDN and then you, you're effectively getting the same thing. But now with Next.js, with some of the more modern JavaScript frameworks, you can still be really dynamic in your pages and get that time to first byte nice and quick. Just a few things to extract real quick, because you mentioned some really good points, right? So, I mean, from a business and marketing perspective, speed and performance, right? Mm -hmm. Traditional websites, you know, they're not known to be the quickest, at least for the web page dev and other uh, performance tools. The new tech stack is incredibly fast. So I think that's a huge benefit. You think you mentioned no more upgrades. So I think that's a, another huge benefit mm -hmm. where you don't have to upgrade every year or two. XM Cloud is an upgradeless world, which is great to see. The other thing I just want to mention real quick is also just kind of less time on maintenance and deployments and really kind of more on feature buildings. So you're really kind of moving time around for kind of keep the lights on maintenance. You know, a lot of that is foregone and then really kind of featured on feature building. So just a couple of things to extract of what you said. So I really appreciate those points. Yeah, exactly. And and from a marketer standpoint as well, you get into use the newer tools, you know, like pages, like the personalization. Uh, and now we can pull in the composable products so we can get the right personalized tool for the client. 
you, you can get the right forms tool for the client and the right email marketing tool for the client. So we, we play nice in the composable world while we give you these products as well. They don't always fit exactly with everybody's needs. So when we play in the composable world, it gives the client always the, the best product that they can have for their business requirements. Yep. No, couldn't have said it better. So, Jared, I'm going to tap you in here real quick. So, I mean, Rich did mention something about Vercel. So, you know, what are some what are some of the considerations you need to kind of be aware of in this brave new world? So, uh, you know, from your experience with some of these latest products, um, what say you? I'd say like the biggest thing is just kind of changing your mindset of uh, actually like Rich was telling me this, where it's not really like a front end and a back end developer anymore. It's really just like a developer who knows some sitecore and developer. So it's just really like figuring out how you're going to organize like your your front end team and how you're going to organize what your traditional back end team uh, was and then how are you going to build out these components and then once you build out these components then you know your your deployment pipelines are vastly different than than they used to be like so when we deploy to Vercel we can play with like one powershell script so that there's no more complexities in our build process and similarly we'll you know we'll probably get into that with XM cloud but you, you can do your whole deployment pipeline in one or two powershell scripts which is which is great. Um, Vercel, just speaking about Vercel some more, um, you know, on a, on a previous client, we had to get a new requirement into the platform for some IP-based restrictions. And, um, you know, I think Rich said this as well, like, you know, Vercel is a strong partner of Sitecore and, and they want to work with us and put in these new features. So we're able to work with the client, figure out what we need to do, work with Vercel, and then, you know, they put in that new IP feature for, for all their clients. So it was really nice to see that. And, you know, they're trying to make this work with Sitecore. Uh, another cool thing that I really like about Vercel is like you can have a new build and spin up a new instance of that of the site. So like you could have a pull request for one certain feature and you can have that code out there and previewed without affecting any of your, you know, environments and whatever you have going on. So you can see things fast in real time from a very quick deployment process. So I think like we'll we'll probably say the same things over and over, but speed like you can get things done significantly faster in this new you know headless world, especially using Vercel. That's great to hear, and I'm sure many listening know what Vercel is. But just let me let me clarify for maybe some less technical folks listening that may not know what it is. So XM Cloud is the backend hosting, right? That's the SaaS based backend hosting, but you still need to bring your own front end hosting. And so basically you host the front end app. If, you, if you're building a headless website, you need something to host that front end application. That's where Vercel comes in. They're things, but they're also ones that created Next.js as well, as, uh, which is a derivative of uh, React. There's others out there as well. Vercel's great. There's also Netlify. So you do have some options out there. You're not baked into a corner uh, with just one provider. Either are great options. And then, you know, Rich, you also mentioned a few other things that were interesting. I took note of, you know, with the new composable world, right? You know, XM Cloud best of breed content management. We're talking, you know, we talked about some other features. It doesn't come with a forms tool. You know, it doesn't come with an email marketing tool, which is also, in my, my opinion, a great thing because then you can actually take what you want to actually meet your business requirements. So when you're building out this new composable stack, you know, proper planning strategy is also very key. So you can pick the all these other key components that fit your business model. So it gives businesses more flexibility than honestly really ever before. Anything else to add there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that's, that's the key about composable, right? It, we get what is required for the business. Yep. We're trying to make sure that all the cycle tools play nicely together uh, and they work better together than than maybe other tools are. We'll, we'll provide integration points and and make sure that you know cycle personalize and XM Cloud and Send and all of those fit nicely together. 
But if you need some functionality that is not provided by one of our products, then we still play nice in the composable world. That's that's where we need to be at. Uh, it's no good trying to make another monolith out of composable yep. products. We want to just stay composable uh, and be good neighbors with uh, different vendors that that offer different options for clients. Yep. No, couldn't, couldn't have said it better. Jared, I'm going to kick it back to you since you have a number of these projects kind of ongoing at the moment. What are some of your favorite use cases so far that you've seen on XM Cloud with the clients you've been working with? Yeah, so like one of our one of our clients, uh, USBI, United Surgical Partners International, uh, longstanding uh, AmericanEagle.com client. That's probably my favorite project so far. You know, it's a it's a unique project where we have 380 plus sites in XM Cloud. So I, I think it's a I think it's a maybe a first there in the sheer amount of sites. And it, it's been you know it's been fun and both challenging to work through it. And you know we're we're at a crossroads in Sitecore where like things are things are changing so you can be at the forefront of, of learning those new things you know making these faster websites we'll keep saying that you know that faster word but some of the some of the things i really like so far specifically working on this project is like you can get access to xm cloud super fast like once you have your repo set up and someone's given you access you can have a site site up in like 15 minutes which is like unheard of in the old school <laughs> in the old school days right like you might need a week or two to set up your environments and stuff like that. Uh, even if you're working with managed cloud, you, you still need some time to, to work with them to build stuff. So you can be developing, you know, immediately, you know, fast development in general, making like, you know, this next JS, uh, JSX components is just, it's just faster. You can um, change things. And while you're changing them, you don't have to build or deploy again locally. Like you see things instantly. So like, again, I'll say like the legacy uh, days, like you'd have to build and wait and you, you might, lose 10, 15 minutes every time you do a change and you just don't have that anymore in, in this new world of doing things. I'd say my favorite thing so far is like the Sitecore CLI. You don't have to make item packages anymore. Hmm. You can hook up your CLI to different environments and you can pull things and push things and do whatever you need to do. And it's super fast. So I'd say like that's that's my favorite thing so far. And uh, oh, and, and one other <laughs> thing. So like from a, from a headless perspective, we were doing a, my last project, we were doing a headless uh, PaaS Azure hosted, you know, backend. So not XM Cloud, but still headless. And uh, with XM Cloud, they give you an internal rendering host, which is like a game changer. So like, you don't have to worry about how you're going to configure things and set things up. And it's just really nice uh, that you, you get that functionality with XM Cloud. Your, your ren internal rendering host is, you know, for those that are maybe not as tech savvy would be you know, how um, your experience editor works, like how you're seeing things from the front end within Sitecore. It's just seamlessly integrated and, you know, really nice. Awesome. Rich, I'm going to post the same question to you because you're in the thick of it with multiple agencies and also many clients. Mm -hmm. What are some of your favorite use cases and uses of XM Cloud so far? I mean, I, the USBI one is, is a great one um, just because of the challenge of how do you maintain that many sites uh, with Next.js? Uh, and XM Cloud. I mean, obviously, Sitecore traditionally has been good at doing multi-site from the information architecture, right? We, when SXA was introduced, it brought in the concept of multi-tenancy and multi-site, having a, a defined structure for that, although you could do without SXA as well. And now in the headless world, you know, we have headless SXA, so we still have the information architecture side of things with multi-tenancy and multi-site as far as the content goes. Uh, but then the challenge then becomes how do we deploy 
380 plus Next.js applications? Do we do it individually? Do we look at some kind of hybrid multi-site technique? Uh, The JSS team actually just came out with a multi-site option with JSS in, uh, I think it's 21.1. And, uh, but that's not a use case for every situation. It it has certain use cases, but in in other cases it, it may not be. So just the, the finding out of what is the best practice to build that uh, is is always interesting for me. And I think just the, the newness of it all with the partners, one of the things I really like about the PTA role is discussing it with partners and you have to get the architects that are used to the .NET world and are used to trying to do things in the traditional MVC way and trying to apply those principles to the headless world. Whereas actually, if you just take a step back and look at it uh, from from a different angle, what are you trying to achieve? And how do we do that with headless rather than how did we do it with MVC and how do we do that same thing with with headless? And then the the really nice thing is when when we're talking to partners and the penny drops and it all becomes clear, that's a that's a good experience. It's a it's a nice thing to to see the excitement that we see on certain partners now when when they're really starting to get the idea of uh, what headless provides uh, and then they see the benefits of it. So. That's been a, a lot of fun talking to partners and, and working with multiple different projects on, on that. Yeah, just to highlight even further, Rich, I think having access to yourself and your colleagues is extremely beneficial in these projects, right? Composable is wonderful. XM Cloud is a great product. But I think the coordination collaboration is more important than ever, right? Because there's many different directions you can go. So Sycor making the investment and providing resources like yourselves as part of these projects to clients and partners is, is awesome. So it's, it's great to see. So and I'm sure... Jared's extremely thankful to have access to you as part of this USPI project as well to help with, for the collaboration. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'd say, I, I think it is, it says a lot about where we as a company want our partners to be. The fact that Psycho have made this investment, ultimately, we, we want to try and make sure that these composable products, these implementations are successful. You know, we've all heard about the the horror story upgrades and the the horror story implementations and we, we've all worked at partners where we've had to do a rescue uh, project because uh, an implementation didn't go so well. So the, the, the idea of the PTA role is to make sure that to the best of our ability, we don't have that happen with the new composable products. We want to make sure that we enable the partners to have the, the skill sets and, and the knowledge and also just the, just the inside ability to contact people in Sitecore you know, we, we have a line to the different people in the product teams and in the engineering teams. So we can sometimes get a little bit more in-depth information that, that maybe is, is out there. It's always a fight to try and make sure documentation is kept up to date and training is kept up to date. You know, we're always trying to play catch up with that. So this role just enables a, a, a shortcut for when there isn't that information around. We, we, can, we can go get that information or we know it already and, and pass that on to the partners in, in a way that's going to make these projects successful. From my side, like, you know, working with Rich personally on, on USPI and, you know, him and myself, like having multiple hour conversations about like this deployment process and how we're going to build it out and just just even being a soundboard and, and him being so collaborative, um, you know, it's been fantastic. So like uh so thankful that to, to you know have rich and, and people in that role to to help us on our sitecore projects it's it's great just to like work through things and you know learn new things and share knowledge and have that sounding board it's, it's fantastic so awesome. uh, appreciate you rich so guys 
Really appreciate your time today. Any last words from either of you before we wrap today? Or I'll ask it like um, like Rick Bauer does on the standard values. What is your standard value? No, I'm just a joke. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, if there's nothing else today, guys, I really appreciate both your time. Really appreciate you joining us at the water cooler. I look forward to further collaborating with both of you in the future. And we hope to have you back on the water cooler again soon. And for those listening, Richard and I are actually going to be at Sitecore's DX event in Boston on May 9th, and we'll be presenting one of these XM Cloud case studies. So we hope to see you all there. But again, guys, thank you both again for joining us. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Thanks again to Richard Seal from Sitecore and Jared Aronofsky from AmericanEagle.com for joining us today on the Sitecore Water Cooler Podcast, a casual conversation between colleagues and peers centered around all things Sitecore. I'm your host, John Price, and until the next time we meet at the Water Cooler, be sure to subscribe to the Sitecore Water Cooler Podcast today, wherever you find your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios, with special thanks to executive producers Renee Nelson, Julia Klepich, and Brian Winger. <laughs>